0: Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate that crazy thing called life. My name is Emily Chaborn and I am a mindset coach and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, That Crazy Thing Called Life. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this epic community of over 3,000 people and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Dear Em, do you have any tips for remaining positive? I live in the UK, and although things are opening up again here, 2020 has taken its toll. Homeschooling, partner working from home, and the general upheaval have been hard to deal with. I'm trying to stay positive and grateful, but it's hard. I mean, I think, think everyone's feeling like that to be honest. I don't think there's anyone really that's come through 2020 going, well, that was great fun. What else is in store? I think most people are in a kind of a state of shock and grief and still trying to grapple with the uncertainty and the shit that 2020 has brought up. So I always say to my clients in the hub, coronavirus or the, the pandemic has kind of like, been like this massive magnifier, been like a magnifying glass that swept over the globe. And any of the shit that might have been going on for you, whether that was in your relationship, maybe it was flaws in your business or weak spots in your business, Uh, maybe it was your own internal stuff how you manage stress how you deal with anxiety how you feel about yourself how you feel connected to the universe to yourself and therefore how much trust you have with yourself in the universe how much faith you have how your ability to deal with uncertainty and adversity your emotional resilience all of that has been magnified I don't think the pandemic has created anything that wasn't already there, I just think it's triggered all the shit that already was. In a weird way, it's a really great time to be able to witness and reflect and evaluate our lives and go, there's some work that needs to be done there. I need to turn, I need to face that. I need to stop avoiding the responsibility of my own emotions, of my own healing, of my own grief, of my own pain. I need to work out how I can come to a place where my emotional resilience, my connection to self, my ability to be open and to be vulnerable and to love and to grow and to belong, those are all my responsibility. And I need to find the framework. I need to do the work. I need to uncover the shit that has been holding me back from being able to deal with that crap. And that's a confronting thing, for sure. But I think everybody is in the same boat. So I wanna give you three things. Sorry, my dog is going crazy in the background, if you can hear him. He's just all over the place. Let me just give him a treat. Hey buddy, by the way, masks. If you get these like papery masks and you wrap dog treats in them, and then you wrap the little elastic that goes around your ears around the dog treat, and then you give it to your dog. Keeps them entertained for about three and a half minutes. And if you have got a one-year-old dog like I do, three and a half minutes of the dog being entertained by himself is, like, glorious. So, there we are. Little handy tip from Emily. Maybe I'll put that in my uh, fri email for you all. Emily's handy tips. Here you go, buddy. Theodore. you Oh, lucky. So, I want to go through three things with you today that are gonna help you reframe what is going on for you, to put you in a place where you feel like you have a little bit more clarity about what to do next as the world around you continues to shift and change. And a little bit more understanding about why you are struggling with this idea of positivity. But to begin with, what I want to do is I want to say how you are feeling is perfectly valid. You are absolutely, totally and utterly feeling exactly what you need to be feeling right now. There is no shame in feeling like 2020 has been a clusterfuck. There is no shame in being anxious about the fact that the world is opening up again. There is no shame about being angry that Melbourne is back in lockdown stage four. There is no shame in how you are feeling. You are valid. It is okay. It is normal and natural. I'm gonna repeat the word normal for you to feel the way that you are feeling. In our society at the moment, we are not very good at being really fucking open and honest about how we feel. We filter ourselves, we filter our photos that we put on Instagram, we worry about what we look like in our Facebook profile, what our neighbors think of us, what our partners think of us, our intimate partners who we share our lives with. We don't always, all of us, even communicate openly and honestly with them because we don't know how to communicate openly and honestly with ourselves. We are pretty fucking shit here in the West with, saying how we feel and then what we do is that we assume that we're the only person that's feeling the way that we feel and so i want to thank you for your courage and your bravery for emailing me with that question i want to thank you for bringing this conversation into the open and into the air and into the public i want to thank you for being brave enough to put your hand up and go this is how i'm feeling and it doesn't feel great because when you share how you feel you give other people permission to feel how they feel And while we are running around pretending that we've all got our shit together, running around pretending that we're all handling it, running around pretending that it's all okay, when we're not communicating how we really feel, which is anxious and sad and in grief and a little bit angry and what the fuck is even going on? We are denying ourselves honesty and then we put shame on top of how we feel because we feel like we're the only person feeling like this. You're not the only person that's feeling like this. I'm feeling like this. My clients are feeling like this. My family are feeling like this. My friends are feeling like this. My community are feeling like this. You're feeling like this. It's valid. There is no shame. Because when we add shame to a bunch of feelings that are already hard, that are already a bit gross feeling, that are already a little bit foundation shaking, when we add shame to those feelings, oh, we have a full clusterfuck, my friends. That's when we begin to self-sabotage. That's when we begin to get really in our head. We begin to overthink things. We begin to feel really anxious because we feel like we're so different. We feel like there's something wrong with us. Nothing wrong with you. You are human, unashamedly human. Congratulations, your medal is in the post. It's not really, that was a joke. So thank you for voicing how you feel. It's important. So the three things that I want to run through with you today are going to help you better understand how you are feeling and maybe why you are feeling the way that you are feeling. And I also hope will go some way into helping you release some of the resistance that you are feeling at the moment because, and this is my first point, the pain is always in the resistance. I say this to my clients all The time. They must get quite bored of me saying it. I'm a bit bored of me saying it, but I think I'll probably be saying it until it's grave time. The pain is in the resistance. What I mean by this is while you are at home telling yourself that you shouldn't be feeling the way that you are feeling, you are trying to run away from what you are feeling. If you can imagine you've got like a tug-of-war rope in front of you, and you've got all of the feelings that you are having right now on one end, that might be. A little bit of anxiety it might be being glad that everything is opening back up but also being a little bit apprehensive about that we can be happy that something is happening but also feel kind of anxious about the fact that it's happening we're allowed to have those two opposing experiences we are polarity by nature we exist in polarity everything has its opposite and we're allowed to feel conflicting emotions at the same time that's okay So you might be feeling like, oh, thank God the kids are going back to school and thank God, you know, the economy is gearing back up again. But I'm also a little bit anxious about going to crowded places and seeing some of the people that I haven't seen for a long time. That's okay. So you've got that feeling. You might have uh, pressures pressures around the economy. You might have worries about your partner going back to work. You might have Uh, experienced some feelings around your partner being home all the time and and like I said that magnifying glass that has been the pandemic has exposed some stuff that needs to be worked on in your relationship you might have all of those feelings coming up for you as well whatever is going on for you right now you've got on one end of this tug-of-war piece of rope on the other end of the tug-of-war piece of rope you have got the version of you that doesn't think you should have those feelings that doesn't know how to process those feelings, that wants not to have those feelings because they're hard and they're icky and they're gross and wouldn't life be nicer without them. And so you are on this end of the rope pulling in one direction and then you've got all of your other emotions pulling in the other direction and then what you've got in the middle is tension and that tension is where the pain is. Most of the time, the emotions that we're trying to hide from, the emotions we're telling ourselves we shouldn't have, the emotions we don't want to have, they're not actually that scary once you move towards them, once you actually experience them, once you actually have them, once you actually turn to listen to them and hear what they have to say, they're actually not that bad. The pain is in you resisting having those feelings. The pain is in you going, it shouldn't be this way, it should be a different way, but it's not. It's the way that it is that's where the pain is. So until you decide to drop the rope and turn towards those hard feelings, turn towards what has been exposed through the pandemic, whether that be issues in your relationship, whether it be issues in your finances, whether it be issues in your business, whether it be issues in your friendships, might be some shit that you've got going on in yourself. Until you decide, to stop trying to run away from those or shame yourself from having those you drop the rope you turn around and you go okay i'm going to be an adult of my own life here i'm going to parent myself i'm going to look at these things head on i'm going to bring these things out into the open i'm going to converse about these things i'm going to look at these things i'm going to hear what these things have come to tell me when you do that half the pain moves away now that's not to say that all of a sudden the cracks in your relationship, the flaws in your business, the shit that you've got going on in your own head, the issues that you might have with your friends or your family, that's not to say that all of a sudden they just turn around and like start wearing sparkly jackets and like clown hats and they're like, yeah, we're heaps of fun now. They're still hard, they're still shit, but the resistance has gone. And the resistance is where the tension is. So my invitation to you is to stop trying to run away from what is happening and instead turn towards it, stop trying to numb it, stop trying to excuse it, stop pushing it out further to deal with later on, another day, another time, another week, another year, another lifetime and turn towards it with love and with compassion. That doesn't have to be done on your own. That can be done with a coach, it can be done with a community, it can be done with educating yourself and learning about yourself and learning the frameworks and the structures and the techniques to be able to move through that kind of evolution and that kind of growth. Now, I run the hub, which is my global coaching community, which is exactly that for exactly that purpose. But there, like, this isn't a plug for me, although always unplugging myself, obviously. But you know, there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands of similar coaches and courses that you can do. And if you don't vibe with me and you're not interested in the hub, all good, feel free to drop me a PM or an email because I have a whole bank of practitioners who I know, love and trust that I can refer you on to who are running excellent programs to help you drop the rope, turn around, face your shit and deal with it. How you are feeling is fine. Running away from how you are feeling is causing you the pain. So that's the first thing. Pain is in the resistance. If you're anything like me, your first thought in the morning is often one of, oh holy fuck. We wake up instantly feeling like we're in lack. Not enough sleep, not enough time, not enough. We scroll through social media and feel, not enough. We think about our day ahead and feel underprepared, uninspired or overwhelmed. What if we're not enough? Before we're even out of bed. Our mind is telling us all sorts of crazy stories, and these stories set the precedent for our day and have a huge effect on our results. Imagine if you could start your day with a different thought. Imagine waking up to a daily reminder of the greatness that lies within you. Imagine having your own personal and funny cheerleader inspiring you every single day. Imagine your first waking thought being one of abundance and purpose. Well, imagine no longer, my friend, because now you can wake up with M. Wake up with M is a text message service for women who are ready to wake up to their power, purpose and passion. A daily motivational message from me personally to get you smiling into your day and vibing high from the moment you wake up and all for less than the price of a couple of lattes a month. And even better, you get the first month completely for free. Because, well, you know, you might actually find it really annoying to have a daily reminder that you're amazing and capable and awesome. Head to emilychadbourne.com forward slash wake up or check out the link in the show notes below. Good morning, you're awesome. The second thing is the language that you are using around what you are feeling is really important. When I started learning about meditation, so I was a meditation, a meditation, I was a meditation, just me, Emily Chadbourne was a meditation. I was a meditator for years. You know, I tried all sorts of different types of meditation and some were great and some weren't great. And I really enjoyed some and I really didn't enjoy others. Then I found Kundalini Yoga and that hands down changed my life. There were bits of Kundalini yoga, in fact, quite a lot of Kundalini yoga, which is really uncomfortable and not very enjoyable, if I'm going to be really honest. I don't often enjoy a Kriya or even the meditations. They're challenging and they demand grit and determination. And a few of my friends said, Oh, you know, it doesn't surprise me that that's the type of yoga that you like, that kind of like you really have to like override your mind you have to be stronger than your mind to get through some of the harder kundalini sets when the pandemic hit i found a real need and desire to be in silence with myself to really hear myself and to witness myself and to allow what was being brought to the surface through the pandemic to come up so that i could deal with it and so although i continue to do Kundalini Yoga. I'm about to start my level one training. I'm a massive lover of it and I can't wait to bring it to my community. I also knew I needed some silence. I enrolled in a Vedic meditation course, learning how to facilitate Vedic meditation, mainly because I wanted to learn more about it for myself and my own benefit. But I am now obviously teaching it to my clients because anything I learn that helps me, I then hand on to my clients. That's what the hub is all about. That's why the hub is. You know, it's not a, a course that I recorded once and then that's it. I'm always adding to it. I'm live in it every week. And one of the most amazing pieces of language that was gifted to me through learning about Vedic meditation with Johnny Pollard, who's brilliant. You should go and listen to his podcast. He's, he's amazing. And he encourages us to use the language of gratifying and non-gratifying. And so the way this works is, you sit down and you meditate in silence with a mantra for 20 minutes, twice a day. Sometimes those 20 minutes are gonna feel like seven fucking years. And they are gonna be uncomfortable and you are gonna be uncomfortable and you're gonna be like writhing around in your own skin. You're gonna have all of these thoughts, your head's gonna be busy, you're gonna forget the mantra, it's not gonna feel relaxing. And this is actually a way of your body releasing stress. And isn't it better that it releases stress in an eyes closed, i.e. when I'm on the mat meditating experience than when my eyes are open, i.e. when I'm not on the mat, when I'm not meditating, when I'm driving around and the dickhead in front of me cuts me up and all of a sudden I explode in rage. Isn't it better that it's dealt with and processed on the mat with my eyes closed than off the mat with my eyes open? So some of these 20-minute meditations are just kind of painful, and then some are really glorious. Some meditations you sit there and you feel like you're transcending. You feel like you are a fucking guru and or you get these brilliant, beautiful ideas. You feel connected. You feel like it feels like three seconds as opposed to 20 minutes. It feels restorative and relaxing. Every single meditation, whether it be enjoyable or not, is of equal value. And so the language that we use is it's either a gratifying meditation or it's a not gratifying meditation. But both meditations, both gratifying and non gratifying, have equal value to you. I really encourage you to start using this language in your own life when it comes to 2020 and the coronavirus and the pandemic and all of it. 2020, for the vast majority of people, has been a very ungratifying year. It has not been a gratifying experience to be in lockdown, to be worried about our jobs, to be worried about our elderly relatives or our immune compromised friends. It's not been gratifying. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't hold the same amount of value for you as a human being in your evolution and in your growth and in your learning and your experience of being here in this particular one miracle incarnation. As a really gratifying year where you got the promotion and you got married and you had that amazing holiday and you bought your second house and la 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 la. Both years, both experiences hold the same value. And I think as human beings, what we tend to do is we place value differently on an experience. We say that because this is hard, because this is uncomfortable, because this doesn't feel good, it's a bad thing and I shouldn't have it. And, it, and I wish it could go away, I wish it had never happened. And then we place real value on the good days and the happy moments and the falling in love and the butterflies and the fucking unicorns farting rainbows and we go, that's what life should be. And it's not, it's not like that. Life exists in this polarity. It is both good and bad, it is both easy and hard, it is both up and down, it is both love and hate, it is all of those things. Yeah, 2020 has been a really ungratifying year and it will continue to have ungratifying moments in it. But that doesn't mean that they are not of value to you. It doesn't mean that they are not important. And I think that gentle reframe for me, anyway, and I can only ever speak of my own experience and my observation and what I know in myself and what I observe in my clients is bringing in this type of language which kind of neutralizes good and bad, positive and negative, and allows all experiences to be of equal value and really valuable. I think you'll find an easier time moving through the next few months of uncertainty and. Are we in a, in lockdown, out of lockdown? Are we opening up? Are we closing down again? Because the future is really uncertain and that's not because of the global pandemic. The future has always been as uncertain as it is now. It's just that we have been safely living behind the illusion of control, thinking that we knew what we were doing and where we were going and thinking that we could control our own universes when actually we don't control the tide, we don't control the moon, we don't control other people, we don't even control our fucking children. And so... All that's happened now is that the pandemic, like the big magnifying glass has come over and it has shattered that illusion of control. But we have no more control or less control now than we ever had. It's just the illusion is gone. And so that is quite hard for a lot of people to deal with. And that is anxiety provoking because when we try and control what we can't control, we don't have more control, we just have anxiety. and so. You know, allow what is happening now to be a not very gratifying experience for you, but don't pretend like it's not valuable because it is. It is the same unique, sacred moment that, that a, a really enjoyable experience is. It's a sacred, it's life. Life is sacred, whether it's gratifying or not gratifying. So treat it as sacred and allow it to bring you the learning that is available for you right now so that's the second thing so the first thing pain is in resistance the second thing is try shifting your language a little bit and and experience life through the lens of either gratifying or not gratifying but all experiences being of equal value to you if like me you love reading cool stuff listening to interesting interviews and hearing funny quirky stories that feel really relatable then sign up for my famous friday emails they're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! Optimism and positivity. I think I first heard this from Simon Senek. He was talking about the difference between optimism and positivity, and I really liked it. So I want to share it with you because I think it will really help you out. Again, giving you a, a kinder framework to understand what is happening in 2020 for you, positivity is like fake happiness. Positivity is spiritual bypassing. So, spiritual bypassing is this idea that if we can just have happy thoughts all the time, we'll be safe. We can outthink our negative thoughts. If we pretend that everything is fine, then we'll be able to manifest what we want. And it's utter bullshit because. Our vibrational frequency doesn't lie. Our mouth can say anything we want. We can say anything we want with words. We can even convince our brains of certain thoughts. But ultimately, our physical vibration, the anxiety, the worry, the doubt, the fear, the feelings of not being good enough, all of those things hold vibrational frequency and that doesn't lie. And the universe doesn't understand the words that you speak. It understands the vibrational frequency that you are in. And so it's like this huge myth just to believe that with enough positive psychology, you don't need to turn around and address some of the shit stuff that's been going on for you or the trauma from your childhood. You need to unpack that stuff so that you can be free of it, so that you can transcend it. So positivity is like, everything's gonna be fine. It's like standing on the Titanic as the water is up to your neck going, don't worry about it, they're gonna come and save us any moment. Like, it's not true, you are sinking. And I think I've seen a lot of people do this with coronavirus. This idea of like, guys, this is like the best lesson in the world. Like, this is a great time for us to do X, Y, and Z. Or isn't this a really wonderful opportunity? And it's like, fuck off with your reframe, man. I'm having my hard feeling here. I'm having my very ungratifying experience of 2020 right now. And I don't need someone coming in and being like, just find the lesson. It's going to be great. It's not great. It's real fucking shit right now. And it's hard... And it's a struggle, and it doesn't always feel good, and some days can feel a bit more up there than other days. And you know, I can, even through, even through one day, I can have such polarizing experiences of my life right now. Like it's all pretty bipolar for a lot of us. You know, I can one minute be like, oh my God, this is great. And I've got all this time and I'm going to do this creative thing over here. And then half an hour later, I'm weeping into my hands because I've had this other thought, which is when am I going to see my family in the UK again? It's okay that we're on that roller coaster. I don't think being positive all the time is going to help anyone out. You don't need to be more positive. You opened your question with, do you have any tips for remaining positive? No, I don't. Just don't be positive. What I encourage you to be instead is optimistic. And optimistic is having faith in the future, but being very honest about what is happening right now. And not pretending that what is happening right now is okay, or gratifying, or enjoyable, or a gift even. It's about saying right now it's hard. Right now some stuff's coming up And I don't really wanna have to turn and face it, but I know I'm gonna have to because I know that resisting it is more painful for me. I am feeling all of the emotions right now, some of them gratifying, some of them not gratifying. And I'm quite often having those emotions in the same day and sometimes at the same time. And it's a lot. What I know to be true is that I will get through it, that I can deal with it, that I'm not alone in it, that other people are doing this alongside me. I'm optimistic that we will be okay. What I choose to look for is experiences and examples of human beings being excellent and kind and generous and loving. And I choose not to focus on the sensationalism in the media and following people on Facebook who are, you know, ranting and raving and, angry and I choose to focus my time my mind my energy my experience of this one precious sacred life on faith and seeing where people are doing great things and the more I concentrate my time my money my energy in that and being part of those communities and being part of those conversations I begin to fuel optimism for the future I begin to strengthen my faith that it will be okay. I begin to rebuild trust that we are gonna get through this. And that's optimism. Optimism is being quite realistic about what's going on right now so that you can deal with what is going on right now, but having real faith that we're gonna be okay. Coming back to love when we could choose fear as an option. I don't have any tips to you about being positive but I do encourage that you be optimistic. And the way to do that is number one, go through your social media and cut out anybody who is fear mongering, who is ranting and raving and, and, and you will just know, you will read their posts, you'll see their shit and you'll go, oh, get rid of all the Ugh, people. Doesn't I don't give a fuck if they're your friend. I don't give a fuck if they're family. You don't even need to unfollow them. You can just like, What's the thing where you just like don't see their posts? You can like mute them. The second thing is to really monitor how much news you're listening to and where you get your information from. Don't just be putting on fucking commercialized news reports every day. It's sensationalism. Go to your government website and hear what you need to hear in order to keep yourself safe and lawful. And that's it. You don't need to be following case numbers. You don't need to be listening to every press conference. It's not, it's not going to change anything. The third thing is start joining communities where you have people who are like-minded, not so that you can just reinforce your opinion. What I mean by that is find communities where people are doing things from a place of love, where they are supportive where they are sharing resources and skills and experiences which is going to help you drop the rope, turn towards your shit and move through it. Find people who uplift you, find people who genuinely have a vision for the future that you think feels good for you too. Hello Theodore, yes I see darling. So go through your social media and have a cull. Second thing, be very careful what you feed your mind in terms of media and news. And then the third thing is find a community of people who are uplifting and who you vibe with and who instead of making you go, ugh, make you go, ah. The fourth thing will be to, as much as possible, when you have the energy to do it, you're not gonna have the energy all all of the days or even all day long, but when you have the energy to do it is to get into nature, go for walks, Put your face to the sky, breathe really fucking deeply, hug a fucking tree, take your shoes and socks off, stand on the grass. Nature is vibrating at the perfect vibrational frequency all of the time. And so, you know, when like you go away to the country or whatever, or like you go up the mountain or you go hiking, or for some people, the ocean is really energizing, you like run by the ocean or whatever, and you're like, my God, I feel better. God, that feels better. It's because the vibrational energy that the universe is in is always in perfection. It's only us as human beings that get out of vibrational frequency. And so the moment that we put ourselves in that vast expanse of nature and we let go of our social media, we let go of our phones, we stop checking our emails and we just stand in the present moment in vibrational frequency, which is at perfection, that naturally shifts our vibrational frequency and we immediately feel better. So be in nature as much as possible. And then the fifth thing is to connect to your own passions and delights as much as possible. And that doesn't, it doesn't matter what that is. For me, it's reading. Like just reading, 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 reading. I reckon I'm reading two nonfiction books, I mean, two fiction books a week at the moment. If I'm not working or playing with my dog, I'm reading a book. And it took me a really long time to recognize that that is part of my creativity. You know, just consuming other people's creativity is still a creative uh, endeavor. So for some people, it's painting. For some people, it might be fucking crocheting, cooking, singing, dancing, whatever it is for you. It doesn't matter. There's no right and there's no wrong. But do more of the thing that connects you to yourself through creativity and play. It's a great way to harness optimism is when we are in creativity and when we are in play. So whatever that means for you, try and schedule that into your week when you have the energy to do it. It will also be more energizing for you. So I trust that that has been really useful. Um, I'm just going to run over those points again. So the pain is in the resistance. Be very careful about your language. This is an ungratifying experience, but it's just as valuable as a gratifying experience. And instead of striving for positivity, seek ways to build optimism. I'm just gonna go through some of the questions. Oh yeah, denial, denial, denial. It's a bloody long river. Yeah, it is. Boom, I really, really needed to hear this. No more shame. Awesome, I'm glad that helped absolutely been all of those things I've been chatting to friends and family about it more and more after listening to you so thank you yeah you're welcome it's so amazing the moment that you articulate how you're feeling to someone else I'll be like oh my god me too oh my god thank god somebody else is feeling like this you know reframe got it awesome yes so up and down yes everyone is feeling the up and downness of 2020 like this community yes this community is amazing if you're looking for community hello my God, like share your shit here, man. This, that's what this, that crazy thing called life, the Facebook community is all about. Gardening. Yes. Walking by our local river. Those are great ways to cultivate optimism. Awesome. Thank you for explaining how I'm feeling without me knowing. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm glad that really helped. Thanks, Emily. I really love the rope analogy. Awesome. I'm glad that helped. I've been over helping people feel better. Yes. So one of the things that we quite often do as human beings, when we feel the feeling that we don't want to feel, it's really easy to distract ourselves with trying to help other people. So in the Hub, there are six modules and each module has a theme. And inside that module, there's heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of videos and workbooks and meditations that are relevant to that theme. And one of the modules is relationships. And one of the modules that I teach you in that module is the drama triangle. And one of the characters or or stereotypes, if you like, that we can play out quite often is the role of rescuer. When my shit is too much for me, I'm going to go into your life and try and sort out your shit. I'm going to be the support for you so that I don't have to deal with my own crap. It's really common, we all do it to some extent, we all will have done it at some point, but it's a very easy way not to be like in your own hardness, in your own ungratifying experience, is to try and rescue somebody else from theirs. So it's a really amazing insight for you because the moment you bring conscious awareness to what you do, when you do it, how it feels and why you might be doing it, then all of a sudden, You are given this amazing opportunity to do things differently should you choose to. So that's an amazing aha moment for you. It's huge, congratulations. Um, Congratulations, I just left the S off that word. Amazing, 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 awesome. Trusting the universe, yes. And the only way that you can trust your universe is if you trust yourself, because you are the universe. The universe can't connect to you in any other way than through you. So cultivating that trust, is such an important thing to do. It needs to be your priority, not just today, but every day. It's why I meditate every day, not just on the days I think I might want to or the days I think I've got time, every day. Because if I don't have trust and connection between me and the universe, I got nothing. Um, Oh my God, that's so true. Rescue instead of sitting with the uncomfortable in my life. Yes, I think a lot of people that will have resonated with. The Hub is showing me how to change my thinking. Yes, Cathy. Woo! Hubster in the house. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live on Thursday mornings. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it with a mate or on your socials. Please tag me, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth, does it? So you let Barbara down the road know that she should have a little listen to this episode. If you're interested in joining the Unashamedly Human Hub, my global coaching community, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.